often think trust is built by grand gestures at crucial moments in our lives, but trust is typically built with simplicity and small actions. Renee Brown. This is Life in Perspective, episode 14, Trust Issues. Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective, y'all. We have made it to episode 14, and this week we are putting our trust issues in perspective. I mean, before we jump in, I have to acknowledge the fact that I really missed y'all. You know, last week I had to run back one of the most life-changing, evolving conversations that I've ever had in my life with my homegirl, Reva, and I felt like it was a great precursor to this week's episode. I knew that God wanted me to discuss trust issues use my trust issues, <laughs> in fact. Um, but I knew that there was a part of the journey that I needed to embark on before, you know, we brought it to the table. And so, yeah, so like, let's just hop in. So just, you know, I'll share a story with you guys. So I, last week, every week we do self-care Saturdays and we go on these adventures. And last week was ziplining. You know, I really enjoy ziplining. I'm grateful for the experience. I never want to do it again. I'm happy that it's something that I crossed off my list and I, um, I'm good. The girl is good on ziplining again. But ziplining, was very eye-opening for me. Um, It is a faith journey um, in itself, Uh, but it was really interesting because it was a little exposing for me. So we did nine zips, but there is a zip that is 1,500 feet long. It is the longest zip of the course. And you know, I kept getting the amazing opportunity to go first on like, or last, you know, it was not very fun. Nobody wanted to switch Um, positions with me so I had to keep going first and then going last and then going first again and so we get to this zip and it's 1500 feet and I have to go first and the guide goes you know he goes first and he's like you know we're getting some headwinds so make sure you tuck so you can go faster and so I'm like all right here goes nothing I go down the zip and I probably stop short about a hundred feet Okay, so let me just tell you, I didn't like stop and was still going slow. No, I completely stopped. All of my body was dangling, you know, in the air along with the weight of the equipment. I'm holding all of the weight. They taught us like if you stop, they taught us how to like pull in. But I was so far out that he had to come and get me. In my mind, I felt like he was taking his time for me to be dangling in the air. He was taking a long time. And so I was like, oh, you know, I turned myself around. I was like, you want me to pull? And so I start pulling myself. He says, no, I'm going to come and get you. And I'm like, "Okay, but can you hurry up? Because I don't want to be dangling, you know, like, sir, please hurry up. (laughs) And so, you know, he comes out to get me and I'm holding on to the rope because the first thing they tell you to do is grab the rope, grab the rope so you don't go backwards. And so I grab the rope, I'm grabbing the rope, I'm hanging on, and he comes and he clips me on and he says, okay, now you can let go. And I'm like, just let go? That's just, that's all you want me to do, let go. So I let go and he's like pulling me back, he's pulling me back. And then some thoughts started hitting my head and I said, hmm, if something happens, he could just drop me because I'm not, I'm not holding on, you know? I'm like, nah, that's not okay. Like, I'm not okay with that. So, you know, I raised my hand and I wasn't grabbing the rope. I was just rubbing it and touching it that in the event something went wrong. And and I had like, you know, I had my hand, you know, secure so I could grab and save myself. And so, you know, I finally make it back and he goes, don't grab the rope. Don't grab the rope. I got you. And I'm like, sir, I'm struggling to really hold on to your word. But I got you. You know, you got me and I got you 
because you got me. All right. So, you know, y'all, when I hit the platform, I instantly thought, okay, if this is me right now in the natural struggling with this, I'm pretty sure that in my spiritual life, I struggled with it as well. And, and it was very true. It was a parallel to my spiritual life, how I'll have the guts, right? I'll have the faith to take that first initial step. But along the journey, I struggle, okay? Your girl got trust issues, right? And usually they show up when I have to relinquish control, which is usually how trust works, right? It happened a lot of times on the zip lining thing because we had to do this trust fall. And again, I had to go first all the time. And there was one particular, like the first one was pretty easy. You know, it's like you could just fall off and they're like, basically your equipment is going to catch you. You'll just dangle like you won't fall all the way. So the first one was, you know, pretty easy. But y'all, the second one was, it was high in the air and it was tree branches like it was bad. It just looked bad. And there's this picture of me where I was supposed to let go, but I kept my foot on. <laughs> I kept my foot on the platform because I didn't want to fall, but I wasn't going to fall. And I was like, yo, if I'm struggling with this now, I think I struggle with this on the regular. Right. Like it's showing up in the natural so that God could show because there was a reason, you know, that I couldn't record my podcast last week because he like, because I got to show you you. Right. And I don't always like when God shows me me, especially when I'm trying to have fun and have an adventure. And he's like, mm-hmm, this your problem in real life, girl. Fix it. Get it together. And that's really, you know, what our goal is here today. You know, we're going to get it together because um, because I realized that I, I have trust issues, you know, and I don't want to have trust issues. I don't want to I don't want to not be able to trust a trustworthy God. I don't want to not be able to trust a God who's been faithful and a God who's been consistent due to the inconsistency of human beings. Like, I don't want to not trust God. And it makes no sense because although I think it's pretty realistic to not want to put my life in that man's hands because I didn't know him. (laughs) Um, But I think oftentimes we do that with God. He calls us out into unfamiliar territory and we like, all right, let's go. We're going to take the jump. We got this. And then, you know, sometimes on the journey we fall short or sometimes we miss the mark. We don't even sometimes trust him to rescue us. We don't even trust him with the feelings or the emotions that that fall, that shortfall, right? Or that shortcoming or that missing the mark. Sometimes we don't even trust him with those feelings or those emotions. We don't want to ask him for help. You know, I stopped short and was a little, a little embarrassed. You know, it wasn't my fault. It was just, it was a part of the journey, right? It was a part of what we were doing, but there was a part of me that wanted to finish it on my own. And so we, we have to deal with those things that make us feel like failures that cause us not to trust God or not to even invite him into the situation to build trust. And I think for me, it was extremely eye-opening because I realized that I should struggle with letting go just like I was you know that he was pulling me to where I needed to be there was a part of me that didn't want to let go right there's a part of me that couldn't just relinquish control because I didn't know what the potential outcome could be. It kind of goes back to a couple of weeks where we talked about the story of Peter walking on water and how when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. And it and I really identify with that, especially in this case. It was like I wasn't focused on his word. You know, he gave me his word. He like, I got you, just let go. Like I, I didn't focus on the fact that he's the professional and that he's done this multiple times and that, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's qualified to get me to my next destination. There was a part of me that couldn't trust that because I didn't have a certain level of relationship with him to even be able to trust his experience. And I think that 
that's what it kind of boils down to when it comes time for us to trust God. It's like we don't have enough relationship built with him to be able to relinquish control to him because I find it very easy Um, you know, to relinquish control in situations that I, you know, have relationship or situations that I am, what's the word, that I'm conditioned to trust. So when you think about an airplane, when you get on an airplane, you don't know the pilot. You, you, you rarely ever see him until you land, but there's a part of us that gets on the plane. We put our seatbelts on and we kick back and go to sleep or we panic but we on the plane you know we there is a level of relinquishing control in that situation and in that space and then there are other things as simple as we sit in chairs and we don't expect them to drop us (laughs) we sit in chairs and we expect the four legs or the two legs or the three legs however many legs it is we we expect them to hold us up and so I find it interesting that we can trust in things that are man-made or man-controlled but when it comes to trusting God we struggle And, you know, I I had to ask myself, you know, why is that? What is it that has me kind of like apprehensive about letting go and trusting God? And I think for me, it's just a level of not of the unknown. It's the part about not really knowing, you know, where this ends. Because even in building relationship, through building relationship, I get to learn the character of God, right? I get to learn who he is. And there's there are parts of him that want me to know that he's always there and that he can never fail me. There's this scripture, um, and it's possible that I read this to y'all before, but I think that it applies now. These are the moments that help us. Here's what it is. It's Psalms 27 and 14, and it says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as a one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. And I think for me, my trust issues are rooted in the fear of being disappointed, right? Because I feel like there are some things where I completely let go and was like, all right, God, I'm listening. I'm in it. I'm boom, 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 boom. And it didn't, you know, I stopped short. I missed the mark. And I think for me, I think there is a level of being okay with missing the mark, being okay with like, okay, I didn't get it right because it all works together. Like it's all a part of the plan. If he's all knowing, he knew I was going to miss the mark sometimes, but missing the mark in the moment doesn't mean I missed the mark of purpose. I don't miss the mark of destiny. It's like the thing that I was created to do, I was created to do it and I'm going to do it regardless of all the things that happen, right? Regardless of the journey. And I think we just have to settle in our hearts that he won't disappoint us, that we have to be so intertwined. When you're intertwined with someone, that is a level of connection where it's like when they move, you move because you guys are so entangled. Oh, entanglements. All right. We don't want to go there. But there is a, a, there's a level of being connected with that person that when they move you move and there's like this synergy and synchronization that you guys have but that's developed and that's built over time and you know every week I feel like I'm making my business to push the importance of having a relationship with God because the reality is people are going to fail you we are going to fail people but it's like if our trust is in God If our trust is in the one who doesn't fail, the one who doesn't get it wrong, the one who doesn't miss the mark, when we miss the mark or someone misses the mark, 
regarding us, it's like I can trust that my guy's going to work it out. I can trust that even a missed mark can become a target, you know? And so I think for me, I'm just in this space where it's like I'm confronting the things that are keeping me from relinquishing control. I mean, I literally laughed at myself on how I talked myself into not trusting that man. I actually saw him do the same thing for my friend. And he said, let go. And she let go. And I saw him pull her into safety. So even after seeing consistency and faithfulness and coming through, I still, in my mind, talked myself out of trusting what I knew to be real and what I knew to be true. Another scripture I want to share with you guys is Jeremiah 17 verses 7 through 8. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And I thought about that because when we struggle with trusting God and when we have trust issues, there's a level of us that remains stagnant. Because if you think about it, right? If you don't trust, if I would have never trusted to let go in the beginning when he said let go, I would have been stuck there until I gathered up the hope and the confidence and who gave me the word and let go. And so this says that if I put my trust in God, that I would always produce fruit because I'm always consistently moving. I'm moving towards the goal. I'm moving towards purpose. I'm moving towards destiny. I'm moving towards whatever word that God has given me. But there's a level of trust that produces forward movement. A lack of trust produces stagnancy. It produces stuck. Stop unfruitfulness, a lack of production. It doesn't help you move forward. We have to learn to put our trust in God. And even when you're entering a new space or a new job or a new relationship or a new career, just a new city, like whatever it is, wherever it is that God is taking you, you don't put your trust in that thing or those people. You trust God. You trust his covering. You trust his leading. You trust that he would give you the wisdom to make good, wise decisions. He He tells us to guard our hearts. That's wisdom. And so using all the tools that he's given us to equip us for whatever journey that we're taking, you know, we have to trust it. The same scripture, I love it in both the Amplified as well as the message. So I'm going to read it again. In the message, it says, but blessed is the man who trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God. They're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit every season. Because there is this space of rest that we enter into when we learn to trust God. When we let go of our trust issues and we stop applying our past and our hurts and our pains and our destructive way of thinking when we stop applying it to new situations and just trust the God who brought us there trust the God that has brought us through before time and time again if we apply him to the situation the rest part will be easy we'll be able to rest and we'll be able to produce fruit in the amplified same scripture Jeremiah 17 7 through 8 it says blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord for he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes but its leaves will be green and moist and it will not be anxious and concerned and a year of drought nor stop bearing fruit and for me that basically says like 
if I learn to trust in God, if I learn to trust in the Lord, that when wind comes or when heat comes or when I am in the most dire circumstances that I'll still be able to produce fruit. I won't have anxiety. I won't I won't be afraid because I have this level of trust that isn't conditioned by my conditions. It's only rooted and grounded in who God is and who he's been and who he will always be. Man, this is really helping me because I think I need to learn to have these conversations with myself when I'm struggling with trusting. And it usually comes when it's time for me to make a decision and I start to weigh the options. I start to think about, okay, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And it's like, even if it does, there are a couple of um, instances in the Bible that I thought were perfect examples of trust. If I think about ones that stand out, it would definitely be Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. And the reason I think this one stood out is because I think to be able to explain or exemplify how important trusting God is to our purpose and how necessary it is to eliminate trust issues as we're pursuing purpose is that if we don't have a certain level of trust, we'll get to a point where we can't step out on doing the thing that God calls us to do. For a lot of us, the things that God is calling us to do are not easy things, right? They aren't the popular thing. And I think if we can't trust in the God who is giving us the instruction, if we can't trust in the God that will get us through, you know, while on the journey of purpose, then I think, you know, just as that scripture said, like we won't produce fruit, we'll be stuck, we'll be stagnant. And we'll also, you know, sometimes just choose to settle for, you know, just getting by. Cause that's very easy. My dad used to say, When I was younger, he was like, don't settle for a satisfied street and that'll do Boulevard. I don't know where that came from. But, you know, when it came to grades, it was like, no, you you could do better. You could do the best. But sometimes we settle for average because it's easy and it requires less of us. But anyway, I think the first story that I'd point out is Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. And I just I was amazed as I read the story back because it's a story we've heard uh, oftentimes. But just the level of confidence that the three Hebrew boys had when the king said, all right, if if you don't worship the God that I'm telling you to worship, then I'm going to throw you in this fire. And, you know, whatever, what God do you think will save you then? And the three Hebrew boys had this level of confidence in this boss. They just had, they bossed up, you know, they were like, no, our God will deliver us. Um, And even if he doesn't, I'm sticking with what I said, which is that there's no other God but him. I'm going to go in this fire. And if he rescues me if he lets me burn. To say, even if he doesn't, there is a level of trust in the God that you serve that you have to have to be able to say things like that. And I think that we are on the cusp of our culture shifting and society changing. And there may come a time where we may have to stand up for what we truly believe in. And if we don't deal with these trust issues, it'll cause us to be cowards. It'll cause us not to stand for what we believe in. And so I want to get to a place in trusting God where I say, God, if you come when I want you to, even if you don't, I still trust you. You know, I'll still choose you. I'll still roll with you, you know, no matter what. Another story is one of my favorite stories. I think I shared it before, but it, it's Abraham. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, there's this level of trust that Abraham had because he knew that God made him a promise and he knew that that promise was going to come through Isaac. There is this level of trust, but there are also statements of trust that you make publicly. There is a statement that is required of you to make 
even in the midst of the situation looking the complete opposite of what you're saying. You know, Abraham tells the his his servants, he says, you guys stay down here and we'll be back. That's a strong statement to make because you realize that you are going up this mountain to sacrifice your son. But there is a part of you that knows who God is that you know, all right, you know, I know you got a plan. I don't know what the plan is, but there's this level of trust that I'm taking as I'm going up the mountain. And I want all of us to reach that level where we can say, we're just going up the mountain to worship, but we'll be back. The three Hebrew boys replied to the king and they said, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So it's like there is this trust factor that has you going after or going into things that you don't have a clue how they'll turn out. You you realize and you recognize that God has the ability to save you. He has the ability to bring you through. But even if he doesn't, I'm not going to compromise. And I think having trust issues causes us to compromise. It causes us to, to weigh back and forth. Like we never settle. We never stand firm on anything because we don't trust it. And so I, I think about even how on the zip line courses, how I had to keep going first. And I'm the kind of person who like, if I could see like two or three people do it, like I'm probably good. Like I can, you know, build myself up to go. And I think the interesting thing is that God never let me have that opportunity, right? I didn't have the ability to build my trust on the strength of someone else's trust. It's like, no, I had to settle in my heart that, you know, Honestly, this is the conversation I was having with myself as I was ziplining that there's so much more life that God has for me to live because I haven't accomplished or fulfilled purpose. So I know I'm not going to die this way. And so, you know, I just had to settle with that. But I think for those of us who are called to spaces where we are blazing trails and there isn't anyone else's trust we can rely on. It's like we have to develop this relationship and build our trust with God. And we just have to go after it. And we have to say, Lord, I know you have the ability to bring me through. I know you have the ability to bring me out. But even if you don't, I'm riding with you to the wheels fall off. The third story that stands out is David and Goliath. The reason that that story sticks out to me is because David had some stones and a slingshot. And I'm pretty sure that his trust was not in his tools, right? His trust was in, okay, God, you have brought me into this space and I have this level of confidence to show up in the midst of everybody being afraid. And I am little old teeny tiny me. And there was this level of confidence and trust that David had to reach to even be able to show up to the battle, not just to fight, but as himself. You know, I remember in that story where they tried to give him Saul's armor. And I know that there is parts of our trust issues that will make us feel like we don't have enough to accomplish the thing that God is sending us to, that we have to sometimes look like someone else or be like someone else. And there was a level of confidence and trust that David had of the God that he knew and the God that dwelled on the inside of him, that he was enough not to just show up to the battle, but that he was enough to win it. And so I think if I had to leave us with anything just from those three stories, that we will have enough trust and confidence in God that we could take him at his word and hold on to his promise, even when what he's asking us to do looks contrary to what he promised, that we can trust him to deliver on his word because he won't lie, to be able to withstand fire and to be able to stand up against all odds, against what culture says, against what society has taught us, that we would have enough trust and confidence to stand firm on who we 
know God to be. Lastly, eliminate our trust issues, right? And to develop this relationship of trust with God that we not only show up to win the battle, but we show up our full selves, not taking on anybody else's identity, but trusting in who God made us and created us to be and trusting that that is enough, that he knows us. He knows our DNA. He created us. And he knows us so well. So when he's calling us to do something, we can trust that he knows us enough to know that we can handle it because he's with us. Like the amazing thing about a journey, about a battle, about um, standing up for something, you know, there's this level of trust that we know that he is all knowing and that we can rest in the fact that he'll never make us go after it alone. I just have one story that I think would help us in this, in my trust issues and how I've I've been growing, you know, I've been growing in trust with God and reestablishing that trust with him. And I was on a a call for work and, you know, there were some things that were being shared and some things that were said and they, they hit my heart, like in a, in a deep way. And usually, um, when we are in certain situations, we won't speak up because what we're speaking up about is tied to potentially, you know, how we live or how we survive. So there were two levels of trust that I had to display in order to obey um, God telling me to speak up. And I think the first thing was trusting that God is my source. You know, everything outside of him is just a resource. And so there was this long journey I went on before even getting a job and knowing that God is the one who provides for me, that sometimes he uses a job, sometimes he uses people, but ultimately he's my provider. And I think if I hadn't settled that in my heart, if I didn't trust in that, I wouldn't have been able to speak up like he instructed me to, because there would have been a fear of losing something. I didn't have that fear. I was able to speak up. And I think the other thing was to be able to trust that he was telling me to say what I was saying. And I think that that just comes from relationship and building trust, you know, taking that leap of faith and trusting God and standing up and speaking when he told me to speak, it rendered, you know, results. You know, I think it hit home for a lot of people. I think it was a necessary conversation. And just to think that there would have been a level of bondage that some of us would have been in suffering in silence had I not spoken up and had I not been obedient. And so I always say, I'm grateful, you know, that God trusts me, that when he wants to say something that he deems me worthy of being the mouthpiece or being the vehicle in which he speaks to people. And so that's just what I want to leave you guys with. You know, I know Drake told us that our trust issues were great, you know, years ago, but they are not great and they will only hinder us in purpose and hinder us in becoming all that God desires for us to be. And so guys, this week, I hope that I helped you put your trust issues and my trust issues into perspective so that we can continue chasing purpose and being all that God has called us to be. This is Life in Perspective. This was episode 14, Trust Issues, and I cannot wait to be back with you guys next week. Holla.